I'm from the pit, not the palace. I'm kind of stylish. Lifestyle lavish. Jump in the coupe with no mileage. Run it. Style it. I'm from the pit, not the palace. I gotta run it. Style it. Hit on the gas, make it growl it. Jump in the coupe with no mileage. Came from the struggle. I had to hustle. Get out the muscle. This is no tussle. I don't gotta touch it. I get the B. I make it bubble. This is tough. What's up, sitters? This is Joey Edge along with Chris Martinez. What's happening, man? With no Bradford Douglas. Dude, where where is old B-Rad? Uh, he's having a good time. We we had delayed the show uh, for a day, which was my fault. Yeah, it was. It was actually Mother Nature's fault. It had nothing to do with me, to so be quite honest. So y'all just moved y'all's game. Yeah. We were supposed to play today, played yesterday because of incoming rain, which it did rain. So, Right move, then. Right move. Hey, it's April 1st. Don't be out there getting April fooled right now. No, please. No. I, can, I can see it now. I thought about telling everybody we're gonna cancel the show. Uh, April, April Fools. Fools, yeah. But yeah. look, we're helping you out. Don't don't get tripped up today. <laughs> <laughs> so Brad is in Brad's in Georgia. Yeah, somewhere t- in Georgia. <laughs> you know who he's hanging out with? Brown Bear. He really is. <laughs> he really is hanging Listen, out. Listen, I can't wait for next week. I, I don't know. I don't know when or how we're recording next week. Next week's going to be. Uh, That's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a, a real challenge. We have a lot going on next week, but uh, we'll get it done. We always do. But yeah, I can't wait for a Brad story next week. <laughs> I think they're on adventures right now. I believe, honestly, I, I have no idea. I haven't talked to them, and <laughs> they're on adventures. Um, <laughs> dude, we got a full show. Huge, huge show tonight. I'm going to take you guys behind the scenes in Gainesville. Um, well, I, I got to was privileged to go watch. Uh, actually, it was really cool. We'll talk about it more in depth. But um, Coach Napier did a really good job um, of putting the program on display for coaches and athletes. Um, got to go watch a full practice. The only thing they asked was that we didn't take like pictures or video. That was right. It. Which is that's pretty unique. Like that's not normally how that goes. Yes, sir. Not open to everybody. If you know people. You know, like in previous uh, years, we've gone with Shane or we've taken like I've taken like recruits or, or, you know, athletes on visits, if you will. And then in that case, you get to see everything. Right. But this was open to anyone and everyone who wanted to go coaches. So pretty cool. Well, that, I will talk about that more in depth, though. Yeah, that is pretty cool. What uh, what's the main attraction tonight, Chris? Man, we have um, the Mike Williams uh, in the building um, tonight. It's going to be a good one. Mike's super intelligent, real, real articulate. He's going to be a really good interview. Um, he's going to shed some light on time at Columbia High School, uh, the 15 team that made the deep run. I was the coordinate, defensive coordinator then. Um, he was a stud wide receiver. Yes, he was. Um, Can confirm. Went on to play college football at like a couple different levels. So he's got and, – and, and, and got some stuff um, in, in the works on, on his end. Um, but more important, like I think the biggest thing that everyone will, and I ain't heard, we haven't done the interview yet, but right. like, I think the biggest thing that people will take out of it is like, like how and his process and work ethic. Like I think that that's going to show through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I'll let him tell that story when, you know, when we get to that, but absolutely stay tuned, um, uh, for, for that interview. It's going to be, uh, I'm, I'm excited about that one. Yes, sir. Me too. Very excited about that. But before we get to any of that, Christopher, uh, let's talk about JW Weaponry. Man, JW Weaponry uh, always loaded the premier gun store in the South. I was talking to John the other day, and he was just talking about how, you know, like it's been an issue, been a challenge, like supply chain. We all we all know how that's been, right? 
like whether it be food or ammunition or whatever, but he's done a good job of keeping it stocked, um, you know, for, for the, for his customers. So if you need something, go down and see him. Um, they do have the, the best prices around and, and they do a really, really good job, man. It's always customer service first. He uh, actually hung out with John when we went to the, um, uh, to Florida, uh, John went, we went with Union County staff, but Columbia high school staff went too. um, we all kind of intermingled. We all know each other ate dinner together and stuff like that. I'll, we'll talk about that. It was a, uh, it was a good time. It was a good time, but, but John takes care of, uh, takes care of his people. So Joe, give them, uh, give the folks the number. Yes, sir. The number is three, eight, six, two, four, three, eight, five, eight, seven. Ask for John specifically. He loves talking on the phone. Uh, he definitely doesn't have anything better to do. So make sure you call him and, and ask for John specifically. Yeah, do that. Ditto. Coastline. I won't give his uh, cell phone a, away. Again. But what I will ask you to do is um, make sure you're subscribed to our to the show, um, whatever platform you listen to. Do that. That's huge. Um, give us a follow on any social media, whether it be um, Instagram, Twitter, or um, or Facebook. Please, uh, please do that. It helps drive the show, and it helps you stay informed as to like when the next episode drops. Like for example, prime example this week. Um, you know we're always going to get one out. It's just going to be when. So typically we, we've been pretty good about when, but things are a little different these days. But if you're subscribed, you're going to get that notification. You'll get all that stuff information uh, as soon as we get it. You would have known about this interview first too. So yes, sir, do that, Christopher. Yeah, man. You went to uh, you went to Gainesville this week. I did. I did. I guess it was last week. If you're listening. Uh, yeah, technically I guess it was. Last um, week. yeah. So. Kind of, kind of how I'll outline it, and then I'll let you like, yeah, ask yeah, me yeah, some yeah. questions. But Absolutely. basically, it was very, very coach friendly, um, and they had like a clinic afterwards, so it was cool. You were able to go watch practice, check it out from like start to finish. So from pre practice to like to everything, like we got we got to watch it all. Like I said, the only thing that they asked was that you do not, um, you know, have your phone out recording or, or filming anything like that. Uh, which is standard, like that's that's very very much so normal. But getting to watch an entire practice usually isn't isn't a common thing, and like like I said, unless you know somebody or or right. you're, you're taking a kid on a visit. Um, but yeah, man, it was very um very well done, extremely organized. Um, the clinic from start to finish was uh was very very first class, very impressive. It was bad weather, so they had everybody in the indoor, but. I mean, it went. It was. It was smooth. Coaches were doing their job. Kids, uh, athletes, players were practicing, um, and we were like right there on top of them, watching everything. It was. Uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, I'm obviously I'm a Seminole fan, but I'm a football. I'm a football fan first. So to get to watch like that caliber of football, that's that that level of football at that um, that speed was uh, was impressive. I like uh, I like the organization. You know, when you when you say the word organized, that that makes me feel good about the situation. Because uh, I know at times um, the last regime, the last regime was not quite as organized as maybe they needed to be, um, and I think that I think that uh, ended up being one of the downfalls, to be quite honest. Yeah, I um, I think that's what Coach Napier. This is like my second time now, actually, <laughs> getting to hear him speak. Um, I went to a, a separate clinic where he where he spoke. He was the keynote speaker there, um, and he hangs his hat on that, like being organized, being making sure there's like. Because I will tell you, like the Twitter jokes about they have like an army as a staff. Oh, they have an army as a staff. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Like it's it's hard to explain. Um, but when you have – and so here's the thing I want people to understand is when you have all those coaches, yes, that's good. 
but you also have to understand that all those pieces have to be moving. All of those pieces have to be moving like in unison together, working like with a level of understanding, like they all understand their job, their role. And one practice, right? But it appeared as if they did. And and I'll get to it, but uh, the Carolina Panthers coach, Matt Rule, was there. And he spoke afterwards about kind of like his takeaways of what he saw from practice. And I got to give it to him. He was pretty candid. And and I'll tell you – well, I'll tell you exactly what he said a little bit later on once we get to that. Um, But – but he had similar similar thoughts as well after watching um, watching the practice. So it was uh, it was cool. It was a cool experience. I don't normally get wild very much anymore, like watching football. But there was a few moments where I was like, okay, that's different. Like that's impressive. I was just about to, <clears throat> just about to ask, what impressed you, like uh, coaching wise? Was there anything that stood out? Was there uh, was there one thing that you were like, okay, this, this is this is something I like, didn't like, anything like that? All right, so I'm gonna be honest with you, and and we'll we'll talk. We'll we'll I'll get Mike's opinion on it a little bit later on. I'm gonna be honest. We're watching, and these guys, these coaches, obviously they're very very good at what they do. I'm yeah. not trying to take anything from them, but here's what I'm gonna tell you: there wasn't a word that I heard that I haven't heard before, as okay. far as like technique and fundamentals. Right. Okay. And I'm not talking about like linebackers. I'm talking about I've heard our receiver coaches and and people speak similar things. And then I'm looking at what they get to coach. I mean, whoo, there's <laughs> some freaks. Like, Gervon Dexter is a monster. Like, I don't know how – you don't have to coach that kid. I mean, I know he is coached and they do coach him. Right. But, like, that guy knows how to play football. Yeah. He's a first-rounder for a reason. Like, you're getting to coach those type of tools. They're going to make you look good. Like, they're going to make you look good. So, right. um, Absolutely. I'm not trying to take anything away from the staff. That's not what I'm trying to do. No, no, They've I, earned I the position they're in, like – but but dang <laughs> yeah it was the, the staff they were all working their butt off though i will say that and they all understood where they were supposed to be what they were supposed to be doing um and you can tell you can tell that during meetings like everyone is on the same page so i think if i'm a gator fan like that's a, like that's kind of a encouraging thing i like that um what about players perspective was there any any surprises anything that was that jumped out to you anything like that Okay, so yeah, so we'll I'll start. Well, I I think we're gonna go like position by position. Who stood out the most to me? Um, we can. It won't take long. Yeah, because it's pretty. It's, and I won't I won't get like long winded, but like the the two players that stood out. I kind of already mentioned one, Gervon Dexter. He's huge. He's gigantic. Like I think <laughs> people get lost in understanding how big that guy is. Yeah, I feel like I'm a big guy. Yeah, I go I go stand out there and he walks by me. I'm like, what in the heck is going on here? Yeah, like what is that? A monster. Huge. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he was. He's a big guy, big guy. Um, the other thing I'm gonna tell you right now, I'll like have a hot take, a bold prediction. Your starting running back is the kid that he bought brought from Louisiana. There, no doubt, he may not be week one, but he will finish the season as a starter. I don't care about Bowman. I don't care about Langard. I don't care about any of them other guys. That kid's your starter, and his name is slipping me right now. Johnson. Last name is Johnson. Yeah, he is different. He had a long run, about a forty yarder, forty five yarder. Um, yeah, I like him. He's big. He's big, big, and he runs like I don't know how to explain it. He runs behind his pads. I like him. <clears throat> Let's stay with the running backs. Um, so you mentioned Bowman. You l- mentioned Lingard. Was there nobody else participating in practice from the no right? Nickwan Wright was there, but he wasn't. Um, he didn't participate that day. No, nah, he had like a non contact. Yeah, um, he was hanging out though. Out of those three. You said Johnson. You like Johnson the best. Who who do you like next after that? Probably Lingard. Yeah. 
So Bowman is so small. I didn't realize how small he is. Yeah. He's really, really small. I know. I didn't realize how small. Now Lingard's a monster too. He's gigantic. Mm-hmm. But um but Lingard was I mean, he was he was good. Bowman has like more burst. Right. Like his his like acceleration is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um but, Do you think they all three get carries? Yeah, I think they all three touch the ball. What if what if Wright is healthy and ready to go? Does he get carries too? Hard to tell. I think that room becomes crowded. I think so too. Um, it becomes crowded. It's Anthony Richardson's show. Everyone's real high on Jack Miller. He had a just okay day. I mean, I know everyone loves him, and I think I think maybe Gator fans want him to be the answer. I can promise you that's not his. That's not his foot. No, I've seen some. You're looking at Joey's looking at me crazy. Like like people don't know, dude. I've seen some people wanting to act like he's having a heck of a spring, and maybe he is. I watched one practice. That's not his football team. Yeah, no kidding. It, but it's not It's not even like there's nobody. There's literally nobody, not even Jack Miller, thinks that that's his football team. <laughs> I promise you. No, I believe it. It's I 100% very, believe it's it. It's very freaking clear. Yeah, it's AR-15's football team, man. Right? It's yeah. not close. Yeah. And he's a freak. I was going to say, but he's a freak show too, so there's that. He's a problem. He's a problem, for real. If he can stay healthy, he's an issue. Can't defend that. I'll buy that story. Um, wide receivers. Best of the position. All right, so if there's anywhere that underwhelmed me, it would be like DBs, corners specifically, and wide receivers. Uh, Frazier's. No I like Frazier's. Frazier's is that guy. I've been, I've, I've been telling you all this since the practice. I went to last year. I didn't say that because of you. I know. Yeah, he's <laughs> – I'm telling you. You're not supposed to be that big and that fast. But his feet – and like he's just good. His yeah. hands are good. He understands his, how to run a route too. Bingo. Like that was the that was the only, that was the first thing I noticed with him was his his ability to to separate at the top of his route. Yeah, it didn't matter what route he ran. No, so like he he understand and I know like all I know every probably most college receivers if you've been in the game long enough know and again Mike can tell this Mike you can actually jump in here this is not part of your interview but like you know <laughs> you have to get your release stem the route and then have change the direction to create the separation so that you're open in the window you're supposed to be open in. Right. You can't just get open at no. the end of the damn play. You no. have to get open when the ball's got to come out. Exactly. So he, that guy, Frazier's, what's his name? I, I, I hate Jaquavion. Jaquavion Frazier's. He understands how to like stack the DB, and then now now you're in trouble. Right. It's, right? So, it's so many pieces to a route. It's not just run to this spot, get open. It's you got to make sure it's, it's details and in, in – um, the higher the level you get, it's, it's more you have to be detailed. It's not all about talent. Um, and I think a lot of these kids figure that out once they get out of high school, and so did I. Um, <laughs> in high school, you, you can kind of make your people. bread and butter off, off talent. But once you get to the next level, um, it's now how good do you do the fundamentals? How yeah. often do you do them? How consistently do you do them? Um, and that's what kind of separates the, the good from the bad um, and then the better from, you know, the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. So he 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 was the best in my opinion at that. Um, the one who looks the best is Justin Shorter. Yeah, dude, that kid looks like Terrell Owens. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not no, exaggerating. I, I swear. He walked by me and I was like, and he's got the half shirt on. Oh yeah, he, oh, yeah. he's shredded. Yes, sir. Um, looks he's looks great. Oh my god, <laughs> and he's not bad now, but he got no run. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be saying that. He did not. <laughs> he did not get on the field very much. Um, it Burke, was a light day for him. Burke had a um, the kid from Trinity Catholic or Trinity Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Burke he was he was decent. 
I just didn't y'all didn't put the ball in the air a lot. So I'm I don't know if that's a if that's a Napier thing or if that's we're trying to work on the run game early thing or we're trying I don't know what the thought process theory was. Um the ball didn't go in the air often. Right. Um tight oh, I'm sorry, I'm jumping in. Tight in? Eh, that's okay. Nobody's healthy right now at tight end, so we can skip that all together. Yeah, Zipper practiced. Yeah, he's the only one, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Oakskins didn't. Odom he, oh, didn't. he practiced. He he can't be healthy. He's not. They, yeah. he, he, he's out for the spring now. Oh, really? Yeah, he's having surgery. He did not look good though. Yeah, no. He he's he's out for the spring along with Odom. He's um, young, right? Sophomore, uh, redshirt freshman. Two years. He's uh he's light. He, he was hurt last year too. Yeah, though. he's light. Yeah, he's real skinny. And long, like tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but he looks that. like he get beat up. He and he's not shifty. So let me let me stop there. <laughs> Kyle Pitts is tall and skinny. Right. Kyle Pitts is a different animal. Please, I, I don't want because you know people are going to say to me, "Well, Kyle Pitts was tall and skinny." Okay, they're not the same person. I promise you. So stop. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to get that in my mentions. Like, no, these not the same. They are not. There's not any most any ever like that. Right. Okay. I yeah. just want to make sure we're clear on that. I understand that he was also tall and skinny. He was different. This guy is not that. He's just skinny and, and can't run quite like that and move <laughs> like that or, and catch like that. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. But he's not being asked to, so that's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on O-line? Yeah, they looked okay. I mean, they didn't look bad. Okay. Uh, Braun, the kid from Live Oak, had some good reps. Um, Tarquin, Tarquin, I don't know. They're big as hell. Yeah. That's one thing Matt Rule said. He goes, I haven't seen very many offensive lines this big. Yeah. They're big. Um, they, and, they, and they moved. We'll talk about it, but, like, they, they had some success on the ground, too. Like, they ran, if I'm a Gator fan, like, if I was a Gator fan, I watched that practice. The one thing I would be concerned with, if I was going to be concerned, would be the defense getting gashed and run, and like, in the run game. Like right. the run, fits but we'll were, talk. We'll talk a little bit about some of that in a minute as well. Yeah, yeah. The run, the run fits were bad. Okay. Like the forty-five yard run, like that sounds good, right? Because you got to run back, run for forty-five yards, right? But it's against your defense that gave. That's up. not good. Yeah, you know what I mean. So people were out of position. We'll, we'll get to that. Uh, best best D line, like the starters or the best D linemen. Just give me the best D linemen outside of De- Dexter, um, not including Dexter. This is going to be weird. Um, our Justice Pool is that his name? Boone. Boone. I don't know where I got pulled from. Uh, Justice Boone, number 91. Gator fans. Well, how many years ago was it when I told you about uh, – A lot. Seven? No, not that long. Well, it was Z- – he was a freshman. Zuniga was. Yeah, yeah. Played three years, been out of the league for two. Maybe yeah, maybe five. five, six years. Yeah. I went to a practice. Uh, Shane was able to get – yeah, it had to be about that long because Brock was in high school. Yeah. Me, Shane, and Brock went and watched uh, – we went and visited the baseball facility – when Brock was in high school, um, and then we went to the practice, and um, there was a number ninety-two, Jabari Zuniga. He was like, "I was like, dude, Joey, I don't know who this guy is, but he's a he's a monster. Like he's he's a problem." And sure enough, when him and Grenard, like they, those guys, were a problem, mm-hmm. it didn't take it. What anyone could have saw that it wasn't like my eye for talent is so great. No, it didn't take a rocket scientist <laughs> to see that. Um, he just hadn't got enough reps in game, right. so like that's why nobody really knew about him. Florida knew about him because he was getting reps, but <laughs> yeah, but he was unknown like to the scene. I was like, okay, he's good. I got not same type of, but like the same type of vibe. I was like, oh, that kid, he understands how to play football. Right. He played with leverage. He was violent. He's physical, heavy-handed, real, real heavy-handed. Um, he's gonna be pretty good. I, I look for him to like. If people are talking about uh, Perryman. And Brent Cox and and there's other you know there's a, there's a slew of them there. 
I like I like ninety one. He had to me one of the better one of the better days. Um, could just be one day, but he yeah. looked good. Uh, we got two more position groups. I guess three corners and safeties. Too. Dude, so real quick, Watson, the big huge yeah, guy. Desmond Watson. Oh my god, he's he, like he's like four hundred something pounds. Yeah, he is huge. But I'll be honest, he got moved a little bit. Like he doesn't he eats up space, but he didn't really do a good enough job at that, in my opinion. Right. I would I, me personally, I'd rather have a disruptive guy in there. I don't know how to say this without being. He's too big to to explode, right? Yeah. So Columbia High, yes, very much so. So Columbia High School has um, uh, they're they're very lucky to have a coach on their staff currently. I think his name's Mark Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was with um Urban for right. he's got like seven or eight rings. <laughs> he was with Urban for the national championships in Gainesville. Right, is a strength coach. Mm-hmm. Um. Very, very highly touted. Was it South Carolina with Muschamp? Um, anyways, he's now on Columbia High School staff, right. which is crazy. Yeah. They're very lucky to have that guy like that. Um, the first thing he said was that guy needs to lose 50 pounds. <laughs> That's the first thing he said. Yeah. And I agree with him. Like, he, 40, 30, 40 pounds lighter, much better player. Yeah. Right now he's just like, I don't know how to say it, but just grotesquely big. Like, he's huge. No, he is. There's no other way to put it, dude. He's 400-something pounds. Like, I don't know. He needs to – he 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 was with he ran with the ones. Interesting. Him him Dexter Cox and then they rotated the other D end was like a, a mixture. But Brenton Cox was a D end. Um, Dexter was your three. Uh, the big man Watson was your shade, and then they kind of rotated that other defensive end. What was, was the uh, what was the what was the base defense? Like a four two five is what yeah. it looked like. Four two five. Um the DC may or may not allegedly have said like he's in a he so I don't know if I should say this. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> he still he said like in a roundabout way, he's still teaching his staff. Right. The defense. Yeah. So, so it, like it's still new to them. Like exactly. he didn't bring any defensive coaches over with him. So he's still having to teach those guys scheme. So right now the position coaches are really teaching like effort, technique. Um, they're not so much teaching like scheme wise, right? Um, backers, give me some, give me some backers. That's that's your love, right? Yes, sir. Yes, Ventrell sir. Miller was not there. I was, um, I was not happy. He was at class. I don't know why Florida can't figure that. I'm out. I'm sorry, what? Like, no, I, he did not practice. He was in class. Must be a graduate thing. Ah, uh, I don't know. He was not there. Uh, Wingo started. Um, Scooby Williams. Scooby Williams. Like him. Seventeen. He's Seventeen. Nice, yeah, I like him. He can play a little bit. Yeah, you tell me about him. I like him. He can play a little bit. Um, Dewan Black and Wingo also got some run. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Dewan Black's not going to play. I don't think he'll play this year it, unless he catches on really quick. He was very lost. Yeah. Uh, he had a huge play on the red zone. He had a pick. Like a, basically would have been like a pick, not six, because Anthony Richardson chased him down, but uh, <laughs> which is unbelievable. But, yeah, he chased him down. But um, he did throw a pick in the red zone. Anthony Richardson did. Um, and Black had that play. It was it was a nice pick. But he just looked lost. Like, he wasn't sure. He So, he looked slow. He did – not slow. That's not the right word. He did not look as fast. Slow to react. Yeah. He was he was thinking a lot, you could tell, trying to figure out what to do. Right. Uh, Wingo was pretty frustrated with that, too. He was trying to correct him. But when he's correcting him, he's not able to do his job either. So, he wasn't super pleased with that. Mari Bernie looked okay. He's also playing inside backer. Yeah, I mean, he, he tinkered there last year. He, same as Dewan Black, he's positionless. I, I think your two inside backers are going to be Ventrell Miller and Scooby Williams. 
And you're, I think and you're good I, and with, I like if those you're, two. Yeah, if you're a Gator fan, you're good with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm, if I'm a coach, I'm very happy with that. If I'm a Gator fan, I'm very happy with that. Okay. Scooby has to learn, uh, but he's young. He'll all be right. all right. He, he's, he, he's, he can find the football. He's got a nose for the ball. Yes, sir. It's a cliche thing, but he actually, but it, but it's real. Yeah, I like that. That's a good thing. Yep. Um, Chief Jay- Borders, Chief Borders, a D end. He's a linebacker. He's playing D end. Too small. He's playing out of position. I really like Chief coming out of high school. He's a cool kid. He was nice. He was like hyping up his teammates. Um, but he's back. He, they have him out of position, in my opinion. They know better than me, but he's out of position. <laughs> uh, corners Yeah Jason got, Marshall Jason Marshall Yeah he's pretty good yeah. he did not throw, Like I said The ball didn't go in the air much And it definitely didn't go his way um, Nothing else other than that No um, Who's the two safeties Torrance and Trading. Dean Yeah Yeah They'll hit you Yeah <laughs> They will hit you And they will tell Tell you about it too I told you Dean hit everything that moved last year He did in practice too I thought I thought like Typically, like how college practices go, and like again, Mike can shed some light on this later. Like, they don't. There's not like a whole lot of like full speed contact, like on the back end for sure. Right. Like you're not getting to decleat receivers and stuff like that. Like you're getting kicked out of practice for stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> not Trey Dean. He I, was. I'm telling you, and he didn't care. Like they were very. I loved it. Me personally, I loved it. I'm like hell yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like hitting him and telling him about it. Mike, how many times you get hit in practice, full speed? <sighs> At the beginning or the end of practice? At the beginning, it was it was live. It was live at five. We getting to it. Yeah. <laughs> Toward the end, you kind of calm it down. Let's get more to the details and things okay. like that. So yeah. I so took, this was like this was at the end, but it was like it was like team though. It was like mm-hmm. scrimmage, like good versus good for the most part. Oh yeah, they were teeing off. Oh yeah. I'm telling you, Dean last year hit quarterbacks. Like Torrance had the best. It didn't day. matter. He's yeah. uh, he's the leader. He's very much of the alpha of that of that of that group. He's the alpha of the defense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would say so. They're the most vocal, for sure. Like even, when the, even when the twos were out there, they're the ones that were uh, – they were very much so still engaged, yeah, which that, I thought is a good sign. That's how – he was like that last year. He Like early early in the season when we went to the practice that we went to, me and Shane, yeah. he was he was definitely – you could tell he was the vocal leader. Like he knew that he knew what he where he was supposed to be, but he also knew where everybody else was supposed to be. Yeah, it was, it was the same thing. Yeah. He was talking like pre-snap, he's good. He was talking pre-snap, making sure everybody's on the same page. Like, if we get motion here, this is what we're going to. Like that type of that that level of communication. Yeah, which is good to see. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, no, like yeah, that. he's he's the leader. So, what's your overall synopsis of practice? I don't know. I don't know how they. I, well, that's not true. I went with a bunch of like Gator fans, basically. Yeah, and they were like mixed mixed feelings. Like okay. they thought like, okay, they felt good about the organization level. And and some like spots on the on the as a whole, but they were also like kind of discouraged a little bit about like the overall. This is the part that kind of kind of I was confused with was like the overall like look of a kid, like how they physically looked. Yeah, like didn't look like SEC caliber. Was what they said. Okay, I don't know that I buy that. They I have to defer to them because they watch more like SEC football than me, maybe. But I don't know that I, I thought they looked good. Man, that maybe the backups, maybe like the depth. Okay, I can see it, but like the ones, mm, no, all all were monsters and all looked pretty good. But I did talk to a coach, and he said, like, look, man, our roster is not where we like it. We like to carry about like 135. That's including walk-ons. Right. Um, the depth is like like 105. Yeah, that's not great. And I think that showed a little bit. 
But it's hard to understand, like, the importance of, like, that bottom half of the roster. In order to have competitive practices, that bottom half has to, has to be able to give you a look. If they can't give you a look, then, then Saturday's a shock. I think that's what's been wrong with Florida State. Like, the top, the top 22 are, are okay. And they're not world beaters now. Don't get me wrong. Right. But, like, the next 30 or 40, like, players 25 through 50, they don't give that top half a look. So that top half of look is they get jumped out on early Saturday, can't adjust to the speed of the game. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk to we'll we'll talk about how important practice is shortly, but um <laughs> they did they did one of one of their one of their guys on their staff did tell me that like very, very bluntly, like, hey, um, you know, it's not it's not where we want it. Yeah. Which is also very early in the tenure too. And that's what he said. I think he was trying to temper expectations. Yeah, and that's smart. Probably a good good idea. Um, last thing you, you mentioned earlier about Matt Rule being there. What was his? What was uh, first of all? What was him being there like? And then what? What did he say afterwards that uh, that kind of sparked you a little bit? The more the more that I'm around football, like any level, the more I realize I kind of uh, coaches and players are like similar. Like all not all the same, but the same. They're all we're all kind of like wired the same. Um, he's just a regular old guy. Like he was hanging out with the, with the coaches, and he he didn't act like holier than thou, even though he's an NFL coach and had great success at all his uh, all his stops. Um, but his message to the team at the end was, he's like, "Look, I don't know much about this football, SEC football, Florida football." He goes, "So I did a little research, and Florida was very bad at penalties at the um, last year." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Look, man, I'm cool with fire. I'm cool with emotion. I'm cool with all that, but like." If you get in like a little bit of a skirmish and you hear a whistle, then you stop. And there's a couple of times where like there was a little skirmish, push, shove, carried over to the next play. He goes, "That's undisciplined. You need to fix that." He goes, and, "And then as a team, like you need to hold your teammates accountable if they're not fixing that." And that was one of his messages to them was like, I "Like that, take that, like take that, take penalties being an issue out of the way, and now automatically we're a better team." And then he called out the defense. He said, "Y'all had 13 turnovers, 13 takeaways last year. 13, 13." He said, "That's unacceptable." Which it is. In 13 games. And he said, today, I didn't see anybody punching out the football. I didn't see people trying to rip the ball out. He says, why? You, had thir- you took 13 away all, all year, and you don't want to practice it? <laughs> he goes, fix those things, and then let's find out what type of football team we have. I thought that was pretty transparent. I like that. I thought that was pretty heady. I thought that was somebody that spoke with like confidence. Like He knows he's, he's about his business. He knows that, so mm-hmm. he can speak freely on that. Yeah. But he did have everyone's attention. Like they didn't, they weren't like you know sucking their teeth like oh whatever. And but he praised them too. He praised them on their tempo. He praised them on the organization. He praised them on like the little things about being engaged and things yeah. like that. So those were, yeah. So those were things that he did say they did well. And then there was a couple of things he said they probably need to like try to like focus on to fix like areas that are you know down if you will. Anything else at practice? Or are we good on that? Um, practice was good at the end. One thing, and then we can move off from, from this because I'm, I'm about nauseous talking this highly about Florida right now. Um, so, like, it was first class. And when I mean that, I, I mean that. So, like, we, we hung out there. Afterwards, they fed us. And so we were expecting, like, wings and beverages, right? Like, we're, I wasn't expecting that, which, which I've been perfectly fine with. Well, we, <laughs> they, they take us over to the O-Dome. They put us, like, in, in, like, in the, like, the suite area up there. And there's like steak and chicken and mac and cheese and shrimp and meatballs and crab cakes and like everything that you could want. <laughs> like I mean, it was and then like free beverages for adults and for like children. If you want a sweet tea or lemonade, you could get that too. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they took care of the coaches. It was that was a very very smart thing to do. 
I like that. Yeah, it was it was very it was very very well done, very nicely done. Um, it was good. It was good. They had popcorn and stuff like that too. Like it was it was it was it was first class. First class. That's what I was hoping you would say right there. <laughs> it, it really was. They did a hell of a job with it. They did. They really did. All right, Chris. We got uh, one of my favorite new segments coming up right here with the uh, phone the front porch, brought to you by Josh's Barbershop. If you need a fresh cut, go see my man Josh. Give him a call or text him at 386-247-1430. Gives the best cuts in town, I guarantee it. He prefers the text, right? Yeah, he prefers the text. Yeah, make sure you text he, that guy. Because he actually like does his does his job and he's always cutting hair. Yeah, he's working. He can't, yeah, he's he, working. He can't just pick the phone up. Yeah. So, yeah, make sure you text him. 247-1430. Josh's Barbershop, the best in town. I know when that hotline bling. Hey, this is Josh, first-time caller. Just wanted to ask what the front porch sitting crew thought about Bruce Arians stepping down as head coach. Just wondering what your feedback was on that. All right, bye. Joey, so, Josh, we appreciate you calling. Absolutely. Um, Thank you. Got to love that. I do. It's one of my favorite segments, I'm telling you. Do we know who Josh is hanging out with right now? Uh, a, A person? Brown Bear, maybe? Yeah, he's been mentioned on the show before. Yeah. Josh and Brown Bear are together. That's a true story. Um, so, Joey, what Can't is uh, what's stories. your opinion? What's your opinion on uh, on this whole this whole deal? I, it's a touch weird, I think. Yeah, I don't I don't know all the details. Obviously, I don't know if anybody does. Um, I mean, of course, the rumor mill was Tom Brady and and, and BA Bruce Arians don't have the uh, don't have the greatest of of relationships at this point and that's you know that's that's the reason for it i have no idea if that's true they've both come out and said it's not true brady was at the presser today so but that doesn't mean anything they you know they're professionals they're going to save face at any point so i i have no idea i um i think it's interesting i thought it was interesting that they uh they they gave it to um yes todd bowles thank you instead of uh instead of leftwich I thought that was a touch interesting, but the but Bowles has experience as a head coach. He's been there, done that. Didn't have the greatest record with the Jets, but it's the Jets, so who cares? I mean, it's, yeah, you can't really hold that against. No, them, I can't. I I, I, no, I, I think Todd Bowles is actually a, a pretty good. I, I I like Todd Bowles personally, but sure. Um, I'm with you too in the sense that like I don't, we don't know the details. I don't I don't understand. Um, He's taking a front office role. Which is weird that he's still going to be with the organization. Right. Just not the head coach, the position he was in. You think maybe he's got a – I don't want to speculate. I don't, why, why would yeah, I, yeah, let's speculate. That's right, what we fine, do. Maybe podcast. health problems. I know he's had cancer in the past. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that resurfaced and he's didn't want to miss time, so he's like, ah, I'll step aside and let somebody else do it. Could be. Um, it just, could, do, do, just doesn't want to say it in the public light. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I think it's just a I, thought. I think it could be that or – the Tom Brady thing is I, I, my guess would be it's probably one or the other. Yeah. I can't imagine it being something different because it's not like he's getting out of being a, like out of football together. He's not getting out of football together. Right. He still wants some, some type of aspect with the, with the organization. Um, but I, I'm going to try and like focus my thought on the replacement, like Todd Bowles. Me personally, I'd like to see like Byron Leftwich. Yeah. I would like to see offensive guy, get it. Young guy, get it. Um, and see what he would do, especially with Tom Brady coming back. Um, not that that's going to change. I mean, Leftwich is still going to be there, but I would like to see him get his shot, his opportunity, like with like with his team. I think, especially with Brady. Um, yeah, but because 
you, you know, like you're putting him in a position where he's probably going to succeed, right? Yeah, th- exactly. And that's kind of my thought process. Yeah. Start his career with, with wins, success. With success. Right. With give him a little momentum, like pedigree, like right? Kind of, kind of like jumpstart his career, right? Because he's, I mean, he's been with he's been with Bruce for a long time. Yeah, he's he's waited, he's bided his time. He really has. I agree. So I'm, I'm I'm with you on this actually, Mike. You kind of have a unique perspective. Um, because I see like videos sometimes you work out with John Franklin III, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what what's your opinion on like on this whole like transition the Bucks are going through? Um, honestly, I'm kind of torn because I don't know if I want to think that it's health problems because they kind of they kind of said that it wasn't health problems, which kind of makes me think that it might be. Right, and they were like, <laughs> you know what I'm makes saying? Sense. Like they'll kind of they'll kind of reveal that later on. Um, but also, like you guys said, the the relationship between him and him and Tom um, may not be the best. And I know Tom probably looks for Leftwich more than Arians when when he was the head coach. Um, so I kind of I'm kind of torn. I don't know which way to go. Um, but I think it might be more toward the relationship between Brady and and Bruce. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, I, I think it's got to be one. I, I, I'm I'm with you both. I, I think it's got to be. One of the two, I would think. Like you said, it's tough to speculate, especially on health. Right. But it's very odd timing. Extremely Tom odd. Tom Brady goes, everything's good. Tom Brady comes out of retirement. Now, like, we're looking for a role transition. Yeah, a week later. To front office. Yeah, maybe I'm not good anymore. Do you think, and then we'll move on, do you think there's a chance that Tom Brady's – we can't imagine him playing a, a, a ton more years, right? Like One to two. Do you think – Right. That's, yeah, that's, one, that's one thing I've learned. I've learned. That is true. Okay, so let me rephrase the question. If he only plays one or two more years, say he hangs it up at after two years maximum, does Bruce Arians, if it is not health, do you, do and it's the relationship thing, does he like try to come back and and be the head coach of the Bucks? I don't think. I don't think so. That'll be I, hard. I, I'm if, with Mike only because he's not. He's like I was going to say he's not young, but that would, he's old. And <laughs> and if they do have success, how do you fire the coach that's having success? Right. You don't. Yeah, yeah, you don't. I think I and the, so he I, may, I now I he agree. may go to a jumpstart team or something like that with a young quarterback and try to mold them his way or whatever. But I think I still by, don't think that either. I think he's done. I think by exactly. So I think by taking the step back that he's taken, I think he's kind of like removing himself from coaching again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so too. So that yeah, maybe shed some light on like how I actually feel about it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So this is what you've been waiting for. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start the interview um, with with Mike now. We'll kind of outline um, just like his the trajectory of his career, uh, starting in high school and then on into like the the recruiting side of it, and then and then the, the different stops in college and and uh, how he persevered. Um, but Joey, um, I'll let you kind of take over, you know, from here to start this thing off um, right. with Mike. Mike, first of all, dude, we're happy to have you. I okay. uh, appreciate privileged privileged to um, be sitting across from you and get to hear kind of your story and and, um, and like what football has done for you and, and where it's where it's taking you. No doubt, honored to be here, man. With in the backyard with the boys, uh, it's nothing like it. Uh, I never thought I'd get to the day where I can call Coach Martinez Chris. You know, <laughs> hey, I we, we first didn't name. sign off on that. Now. We're on a first name. <laughs> we're on a first name basis. I don't know nowadays. if I okay that. We're all grown up. <laughs> Hey, before before we get the interview started, I do want to say this: uh, this segment is sponsored by uh, Brian Sports. This interview will be be uh, be sponsored by Brian Sports. Go see those guys. 
for all of your uh, all of your sports needs. Forget college football. I was going to say college football, but it's it's all your sports needs. Uh, or give them a call at seven five five zero five seven zero. Those <clears throat> those guys do uh, do a lot for the community, man. So uh, go support them because they uh, they support everybody in our community. Major, he's a huge supporter of us too. Like. Um he was like, "Look, it doesn't really matter the segment. I just want to. I want to be able to like give back. So like, this is cool that you know Mike's Mike's from here and and, and he gets to sponsor like a segment where we get to interview Mike. And so right. yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. So this came about. Uh, Mike actually texted me today about something else, and I uh, I wasn't I, you know wasn't really thinking about it at the time, but uh, you know me and Chris were talking this afternoon. And I was like, hey, man, what are we talking about tonight? Like typically we've been good throughout the week since Tyler's been on board because he kind of forces us to with." 3,312 text messages a week talking about, <laughs> hey, man, what are we talking about so I can get in the show notes, blah, blah, blah. So, well, this week we hadn't done that because Tyler's been busy. <clears throat> hmm. So he hasn't kept us on track. Hmm. And uh, I said, hey, let me, what, 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 what do we think about asking Mike? I think Mike would come on? And Chris was like, hell yeah, let's, let's, let's check it out, <laughs> see if he will. So I sent him a text, and he's like, absolutely, I'd love to. And, man, we're really grateful to have you here. Um, I guess let's start in high school. So you went to Columbia High School. You were graduating class of 15 or 16? I graduated May of 16. 16, yeah. yeah, But the the football season that was heard around the world was uh, 15. (laughs) 15, 16, yep, that's the one. Yeah, that was the most fun season of football I've ever watched in my my entire life at any level. It was was truly a joy on Friday nights to come watch you guys play. Um, Tell me a little bit about uh, just your high school career in general, like, you know, were you were you a varsity guy early, or was that a, a progression? No doubt. And I'll, I'll kind of backtrack. Um, I wanted to hit on Brian Sports again. <laughs> um, funny thing is, uh, Brian was he was my coach in little league. Yeah. Um, his son Jordan was our quarterback on the on the Bears. I'm not sure who we were sponsored by then, but doesn't matter. We were City League Bears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to give a, a sh- quick shout out, Coach Brian. Uh, it's always awesome. love this way, man. Um, Hope to see you soon. But to hit on your point, um, from from the jump, um, I was supposed to be a varsity guy. Um, and me and my buddy who was supposed to be on the night, you know, you guys know Roger. Um, we were kind of competing for a cornerback spot. I was actually playing uh, defense when I first came to high school. Um, and then my first summer, coming from eighth grade to ninth, um, I was we were doing a drill. Um, and I, I was buzzing my feet. I broke my ankle. Um, so I was out my full freshman year. I came back the last JV game to kind of get my feet wet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved up to varsity, but didn't really see playing time because I was, you know, coming off injury. Um, so kind of fast forward to 10th grade, my sophomore year, um, I made the switch back to offense. I wanted to try receiver. Um, I wasn't the best at it, of course, because um, I played running back all through middle school and, and little league and things like that. So I needed that pill in my hands, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but making the switch, it, it was tough at first because I didn't really know um, the details of being a wide receiver. And, and in high school, I was just kind of going off talent until right. I got to that, that special magical year we were talking about earlier, and we'll hit on that later, like, like you guys said. But 10th um, grade year, it wasn't, it wasn't magical. It was, it was kind of getting my feet wet more because I only played that one, one, one game the year before. Fast forward to junior year, um, it was kind of a better year. I, I kind of knew the, the ins and outs of being a wide receiver. I didn't really fully understand it yet, but kind of more getting my feet wet and, and preparing for that, that, that one year. That breakout that I, year. That breakout one. Um, so let's get to the, to, the, 
to the magical part. Yes, sir. Once we get to the when, end. Let me, let me, let me ask you. Yeah, when, when did it change? Um, I know the answer to this. Um, <laughs> and, and we'll get in. We'll get. In, we'll get into like the weeds of of that. Like your senior year. Right. Um, that was my first year. So your your senior year was my first year as the DC. Yep. I had been the linebacker coach the previous year. Uh, coach Dotson was the DC. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were kind of grooming me. Him and BA were kind of grooming me to be the DC. But I remember like Mike was he's being humble right now. But even as a junior, um, he gave us fits and, and like practice and like the production wasn't there for him during games like that. Like well, it was still there, but not like it ended up being. Right. Um, <laughs> But like we knew, we knew as a staff, we knew what we had um, in Mike. Like we were like, all right, well, we you know, we we got to make sure we feature this guy. But 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 that room was loaded too, and we'll get to it. But what changed from I don't know, let's say the last game of your junior year to like the first game of your senior year? Like what was the difference in your mind um, between those two? It was I think it was a mindset. Um, I think after after we lost in whatever round we lost in in my junior year, I think it was kind of of, of a decision that we made as a as a collective unit. You know, um, we didn't want to feel that feeling of a early playoff exit again. We wanted to make we wanted to make an, a, le- a legitimate run. Um, we wanted to make our stamp, make our mark, kind of leave our mark. Um, so I think after that last junior year game when we were kind of uh, disappointed in our performance or or how far we went. I think it was kind of decision um, as a collective unit. Yep. We wanted to build that camaraderie. We wanted to build that brotherhood and um, continue it on. And, and we wanted to see how far we could take that thing. I agree. I think like the biggest thing that stood out for me um, was like and you said it off air earlier was that that summer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's hard to it's kind of hard to put into words like the amount of work that like a like a true and, and I'm sure it's still maybe similar now, but I know for sure like back. Back when when BA was the head coach, and, and and the staff was, we were all there. It was a grind from like eight mm-hmm. in the morning, better be on time, <laughs> to like one, and then after one, when we got done doing like speed work and stadiums, then it was like we're going to now go seven on seven for an hour. So it was like eight to two every single day. Yeah. But the 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 unique thing about his group, Joey, was it wasn't just him. It wasn't just the receivers. It wasn't just the coaches. It was like the whole unit, like every one of those kids did not want to experience that feeling again of having an early exit. And they understood, like that was the biggest thing is they bought in and they understood what it was going to take to to do what ultimately what we did. And again, we didn't we didn't get like our ultimate goal, but it's as that's a pretty unique thing, a magical thing to make the run we made. Um but they, they bought in. They understood what was expected, and they trusted. Like, they trusted us as a staff to, like, just – it was tough. I know, hell, I know it was tough. It was tough mm-hmm. as a coach. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. Um, <laughs> but, like, it was tough, the stuff that we asked them to do. But they, there was not hardly I – I can't remember, um, like, any moment where, where there was ever any pushback from the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, a couple of things. I remember the spring game, which would have ended up being your junior year, but, you know, going into your senior year, obviously, um, y'all played a – Duval Charter. Duval Charter. That's yep. the one. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it was it was like uh, – the scoreboard was like fireworks. Like, it, 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 it just – it was amazing. Like, and that's when I realized you and, and uh, Latrell and – what was the third one? Dallin. 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 Huh. Dallin. Like, I'm like, 
this trio is the fastest I've ever seen in high school, mm-hmm. like on one field. I've never seen anything like it. And then, of course, fast forward a little bit to your actual senior year when, you know, it, it was like every game, it, it was a different highlight. It, it, was, it was truly impressive to watch um, as a fan. I, and I've said this for, for since it happened, but that year, like, I, I enjoyed going to the football field on Friday nights. Like, no I, I, I do now because my son plays. But if he doesn't, if he didn't play, like I love football, like Chris said earlier, like I'm a football guy, like I love it, and I'm gonna go no matter what because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I looked forward to it. Like Fridays, I'd wake up and I'm like, oh, his game day for them Tigers, boy, it's gonna be mm-hmm. fun yes, tonight. Me too. It was like a Saturday. It, was it, like it a, really was, literally. And uh, so yeah, just everything about it. But like Chris said, like you could you could see the progression. So like your junior year. You could see that there was talent on the field, but you weren't really sure what it was going to do. Mm-hmm. And then that spring game, it was like, okay, they're super fast, but this is also Duval Charter. We'll see how it goes. And right. then I think the breakout game was probably Bowles that year when y'all went over there and just mm. yep. beat the brakes off those dudes. Yep. And it was uh, that's still that, my favorite game I think I've ever coached. That was like the coming that out party for, for you guys. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> I think I think for them, and I won't speak for you, Mike, but it was like the work. Like it was like you understood. Like the you know the, the the saying now is like you understood the assignment. Like mm-hmm. the assignment was to work your ass off now yeah. and get paid for it later. Exactly. But, I, you, but y'all bought into that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I think that's the biggest thing is that. And 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 I'm I know I hate to be like the old guys, oh the kids these days, but like <laughs> everybody wants that success right, right now. Away. Yep. You know, it's it's like instant gratification. Like we we want to like everything we do, like social media. How many likes can we get? How mm-hmm. many retweets? How many mm-hmm. impressions can we do? But what work went in behind the scenes? I think that's the one thing, and, and maybe you can speak on that a little bit because you have a better perspective, like of y'all's group. Because um, as a coaching staff, we saw it, but but you know, you you were in, you know immersed. You were in the locker room. Like, what was different about that for you guys than other teams that you've been on? I think when you have a group of ninety-five or however many we had on the team that that all have their eyes on the same thing and all want and and have hunger for the same goal I think it makes it a lot easier it's a thing of beauty um I've never been around anything like that other than that 15 16 team um and I think that's what that's what made it that's what made our team um that's really what we never we I I guess I can say we we never panic like we get down or, or whatever the case may be any adversity we knew that I got my brother to the left. I got my brother behind me. I got, I, I know, I know, I know for a fact, whoever is on that field with me, them other 10, they, they were willing to do whatever it takes to get this W. Um, and I think when you have, when you have a, a group of guys that, that have that hunger and, and don't even, they don't even know that they may play at the next level, but whoever it is that does, you know, get to move on, they're going to be just as happy as, as they would if, if it was them. And I think that's what that's what the difference was with with that team than any other team that I played on. It was something of beauty, and um, I would go do it a hundred and twenty <laughs> other times. I'm yeah, ready. I mean, I'm ready to go play a game right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said you said a lot right there. Like, I think in and it all goes back to like the work, like in the in the level of commitment. Because like what we asked y'all to do was uncommon. Mm-hmm. Like what we asked y'all to do was uncommon. Give your give your summer away. Give your you don't sleep in in the summer. That was nope. not an option. Nope. No, we didn't. We didn't allow that. But but like now, like 
we get like as a coach, I'll just be transparent, and you coach them too. Enjoy you coach, and so like you can speak on it. Like there's some may they may not be like real hard pushback, but there's some like mm-hmm. oh my god, we gotta get up. There was none of that. Mm-mm. Like he was like hungry to get there. Like players were beating coaches, but it's like the work that went in in that time, it paid off. Yep. Like when it needed to pay off, like you said, like we didn't panic. You look to your left, to your right. You knew the guy had their back. And so, like, as a coach, and this is maybe transparent to you, I knew that B.A. worked his ass off game planning. I knew that y'all were going to figure it out on yep, offense. Yep. It never didn't click. But but if there was ever, like, where it was slow, I was like, I just got to give them a drive. I just got to And that's what we told our defense, just give them the ball back. Mm-hmm. If we give them the ball back, <laughs> they're going to go put it in the damn end zone. Yep. And, we, and we knew that. Um, I think like, what, I, what, what I used to always say and, and something that, like, stick out is, like, you can only get out like what you put in. Exactly. So if you put like a two dollars into the piggy bank, better not reach in there for five. Right. It's not going to be there. Exactly. But if you work your butt off in the off season and you load that piggy bank up and you load it and you load it, when you need it, you can go get it because yep. it's still there. And I think I think the thing with and to hit on your point with guys that are that may complain or or don't want to give it everything they got. Um, I think the thing with us that year was. Um, we had no fear of failure, you know. We wanted to put ourselves in the greatest position um, to give ourselves the best possibility at even competing for a championship. Nothing that we did ever guaranteed us a spot in the championship. No amount of work ever guarantees it. But what you can do as an individual is, and as a collective unit, um, you can do everything in your power and and work as hard as you can to put yourself in the best position possible and it never guarantees anything but you live with the result once you once you give everything that you got you you'll never be disappointed in what happens and i think that's why with that fourth round exit which was an early exit in the playoffs um mm. no one held the head uh little <laughs> held their head down you know what i'm saying right. um everybody was 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 absolutely happy with their performance and throughout the year and maybe not that specific game but um you can't you can't uh put the entire year on one game you right. know that we may have had an off game that game and yeah. if we play that team again who knows what happened right um, and credit to them but um i think once you once you make a decision the, a decision to give it your all and and lay it all out and empty the tank each and every day um, you live with the result because you know you gave it your all. So there's nothing else you can really you, – you can control what you can control, and that's what you live with. Mm, 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 mm. Young man said a lot, didn't he? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Listen, he, <clears throat> I haven't known Mike for a long time, I'll say that, but he is, he is, uh, he is a very mature young man. And, uh, yeah, that was – that's good stuff right there, man. So go ahead, son. Go ahead. So you said, you said the word adversity earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, that's – any coach – uses that word right I mean every coach every coach in America uses the word adversity because at some point in time adversity is going to strike right that's just the way it, that's the way it is mm-hmm. um but you also said in that same breath that you weren't worried because you knew mm-hmm. you had your guy to your left your brother to your right and they're all around right um and, and for you guys and I I wasn't there obviously but I, I've heard that the practices there were were insane that year like offense versus defense good versus good Let's see who the best is, and I, I, in my opinion, like when you're when you're when you're going that hard at practice, right? Like the game is just a game. Then it's yeah. fun because now instead of going against that guy that you was that you that you had in practice all week, 
now he's on your side. Mm-hmm. So you know he's battle-tested, and he knows you're battle-tested, and y'all are ready to go. Right. So I think the kind of approach that we as a unit um, took was during the season, um, you go to school, you handle your business, um, and then you may crack a joke or two right after school. But when that when that meeting room, when it's time to get in that meeting room, you lock in, and you know you know the task at hand, and you know you know the goal that we're trying to trying to reach. Um, so once you step on that field, it's 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 balls to the wall. And the coaches that we had, um, any player would tell you we run through a wall for them. Um, and when you have players, coaches, um, I think it makes it easier on on each and each side, like as a player, as a coach, um, whatever it may be. So when you have when you have coaches that are just as excited for you when you make a play as as the person you grew up with playing literally with it makes it that much easier um so i think just just that that group man it was it was that was a different group i don't even know how to put it into perspective <laughs> no it, it was unique man so like the the one thing i think people fail to realize and and we can we'll shed some light on it right now is that like what you just said so I, this it's a long walk from the school up to the like weight room field house where we get ready mm-hmm. uh they would go to the locker room get dressed then they'd come to the meeting room well, what people I think people don't understand, and there's no way you can know, but like it was separate. I don't know if you remember. It, offense would meet together, yep. defense would meet together, like 30 minutes before practice every single day. Mm-hmm. Whether it's watching film, watching previous week's game, watching the opponent, watching previous practice, we we're always we're studying, figure out how we could get better. But I think people fail to realize is like during the week, it almost felt. Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. It almost felt as if it was two different teams. Absolutely, it was like the offense. Versus the defense. Yep. And we wanted y'all's head every single day. <laughs> Absolutely. And they wanted ours every single day. And B.A. wanted mine. But I want his too. Yep. But so like we, so like that group knew how to freaking compete. The problem lied on Fridays when we got to all be on the same team. I guess it wasn't a problem for us. Yeah, I was going to say it wasn't a problem mm-hmm. for you at all. Then the people on the other sideline, now we're coming for your head. Except now we're coming all together. And like you said, we are battle tested. Y'all knew how to compete. We went good on good. Um, like the, some of those practices, I, I can remember. Like we had like into practice. Like where was one day it was supposed to be thud. I don't remember. I think I think you ran over a deep. So like you know, I remember the day. I remember yeah. the day. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I remember the day. I, Mike runs over a DB. DB comes up with thud up. Just fit him up. Mike trucks him. Pow. Steps over him. I said, "Oh shit, here we go." <laughs> so like, Mike's not. So I'm like, "I'm now now we're chirping." But I didn't have to chirp. My my guys, they my that group, they had it under control. Next play, somebody hit somebody a little bit late, a little bit hard. The next play, the trail runs somebody over. The very next play, I remember Marcel and Quay Paul took some. I think it was. Uh, who was the running back? Camario. Camario. Yep. They threw him into the weeds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Over by the cows. Yeah, they threw, <laughs> and they threw that man in the pasture. Yeah, man. So, like, it was right by the FFA field. They mm-hmm. threw, like, so the, the field went off. It went kind of up, like a, like a culvert kind of. And then it dipped way down. At the top of that, they didn't mow what was on the other side of that, which was like the pasture, like the cows. Yeah. The whistle's been blowing for, like, five minutes. Like, no, it felt like five minutes. Right. All, like over and over, no hell no. They're saying we're finishing it. So they took him and they drove him in, and then threw him into the weeds. I thought <laughs> BA was going to fight everybody there. He can't. He ended practice. That was in like the third round. 
like the second Literally. round, something like that. it was we, like we begged to stay on the field. He said no. <laughs> he said everybody, I need everybody to go home right now. It's, yeah, they practice were, is over. Yeah, they were begging to. We, he done kicked them off. They're like, no, 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 we're not done here. <laughs> like, no, 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 everyone is going to hell home. But it was like, but it was like that a lot. Like it was like that a lot. And and so like that competition. I mean, it was just um, it, it was it was an extremely unique group. It was I probably shouldn't say it because I'm still coaching, but it's by far and away my favorite group that I've ever coached. Just because you guys bought in, you did what was asked, you took hard coaching. Mm-hmm. Like if you've ever played for me or you've played for BA, you know that is not an easy thing. I'm gonna love you up, but mm-hmm. damn it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna coach you hard too. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was just um, that was a unique group. I I, I met um, so the head coach that coached at Vieira. Right. He now coaches at Baker, right. so I've wow. met I've met him. I've hung out with him a few times wow. now, and uh, I told him I was like, "Hey, man, I, I still haven't watched that game." <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, he was he was he went on and it's on. Hard, man. But all he but the one thing he did he did say he was so complimentative of like you know <clears throat> your group all, the offense and the defense. He was very um, they did not want to play that game again. Mm-hmm. They knew they kind of caught lightning in a bottle there. And they were good too. I'm not trying to take anything away no from them, but but they they got us in a in a in a, in a, in a decent spot for them. No we doubt. weren't healthy, you know. People got banged up, but I would say um, that was that was probably my that was my favorite uh, team that you know no that I've ever coached. That and I can say team. I can say uh, an, another unique thing about that team was, like he said, um, you had to be able to take hard coaching. But I think with that. You have to be able. You have to be strong-minded as well. So, right. like, the majority of the team, no one took anything that was said to them personally. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. that may be offensive to uh, the normal person, um, no one took it personal. So we all knew what the bigger picture was behind the behind the words that were said. We didn't we didn't really pay attention to how it was said, but like I said, the message behind what was said. No, he's he's spot freaking on. Like. And so, Mike, here's one thing that you may not even realize, or you you probably do now. You've you've done your coaching, but like, we didn't know. Like every year is different, mm-hmm. and we thought that we could coach y'all hard, but it was just one of those things. I remember sitting in the office and like, I, we were coaching you guys hard, but y'all were responding to it. So then BA was like, let's push him a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we just kept pushing, but y'all kept responding. So we could keep pushing, and we could keep pushing, and then we, then we were able to refine things that we didn't think we were going to be able to refine. And um, that is like the perfect storm for you know for a group like that. And then and then you guys were immensely talented too. Right. On top of having like the mental aspect of it, to where they could take coaching, they could see the bigger picture, and they could commit to everything we asked them to do. Like weight room. I mean, you watching these guys power clean three hundred fifteen pounds. They right. don't they don't weigh but like one one eighty five one seventy five. But it was a competition in the weight room too. Yeah. I mean, I mean with Roger clean 315 i was like what in the hell is going on <laughs> and then you did it behind him and it was like to see who could do more mm-hmm. it was it was unbelievable it was unbelievable it was like privileged privileged is the best way to say it privileged to be able to be a part of a group like that no doubt all right let's go to uh let's go to you personally mike um so you were uh class of 16 right um talk, let me t- talk to me about your recruitment a little bit and uh and how that went down and why you ultimately you chose georgia southern on uh on signing day Funny story. Um, so out of high school, I really wasn't highly recruited. I was maybe like a two-star um, at best. 
I've said for since since the day it happened, I've said that you were the most under recruited kid I've ever seen. That was that was a stud. Now it's not because you're here. Right. I've told a lot of people this. So yeah, no, that's that's true. <laughs> yeah, man, it was it was it was crazy. But things things have their own way of working out. But um, to hit on your point, out of high school, like I said, I wasn't really highly recruited. Um, I had a few mid major offers, so D one double A, and I won't speak on exactly who, but. Um, back then, I didn't get the Georgia Southern offer until the day before or the night before night signing before. day. Yeah. So it was maybe like, I want to say like 10, 11 p.m. So I'm staying up. I'm, I got my mom up, man. I'm like, <laughs> Mom, you gotta stay up with me. Like if they call me, it's, it's we we this show is going on the road. <laughs> so they call me, um, and I don't know exactly what time, but they called me. They're like, um, Yeah, Mike. And they, they kind of slow played it at first, so I'm like, oh, it's no way I got this. So they called me. They're like, yeah, Mike, um, just checking in, whatever. Um, and then they're like, so I'm going to let you speak to the head coach. He's like, what's up, Mike? I'm like, what's up, coach? How's it going? He's like, um, yeah, man, so we just wanted to call you to update you on things and and, and how we're, what, what our process is right now. So I'm like, yeah, coach, spit it to me. What's up? <laughs> He's like, yeah, man, we we like your film, man. Um you know, we watched it as a staff, and then he kind of paused, and it was like an awkward moment of silence. So, like, <laughs> so I'm like, coach, all kinds of things are going through your head right I'm now, like, right? Coach, if you don't tell me what is going <laughs> on right now, it's like, yeah, man, we want to extend you an offer. I threw my phone so hard. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, Mike, are you there? I'm like, yeah, coach, I'm here. So, um, we concluded that call. I, I went to my mom's room. I'm screaming. I'm keeping her up all night because we got we got signing day the next day, right? Um, at 9 a.m. or whatever it is in the gym. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my god, Ma, I just got the offer of my dreams. I'm thinking like, my career is about to take off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I get that offer. I sign with Georgia Southern. Um, I stay there for a year. Um, and then, however you you want me to keep going on. Well, you go ahead, Chris. Yeah, no. So, like, what was your time? In just real brief, what was your time like at, um, like at Georgia Southern? Because you kind of talked. We talked about it briefly here, just for a minute off air. But what was what was that like at Georgia Southern? Um, to compare it to the rest of the colleges I attended, because um, I won't. I don't think anything will compare to that that high school team that we were just talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so to compare it to other schools that I attended. Um, I think it was one of the most close-knit teams that I've been a part of college-wise. Um, those guys, those older guys, because I was a freshman, those older guys were kind of – they were closer. Um, and then that freshman group that I came in with, we became close. We were from all over the place, South Carolina, uh, South Florida, um, different parts of Georgia and, and everywhere else in between. Um, we were kind of from everywhere. But but that summer, that, that first summer that we got together, I think it kind of um, gelled us together. Um, obviously, we didn't have the season that we wanted, but I think from a brotherhood standpoint, that's where that's where I really um, figured out that that the college friends that you make they'll be they'll be friends for a lifetime, just as the high school friends are. So that was that was uh, a a unique thing that stood out to me about that school. What kind of offense did they run at Georgia Southern? It was more of a spread option, triple yeah. option type deal. So not not ideal for a receiver, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, so I watched I watched several of your games because you played mm-hmm. as a freshman. Like, mm-hmm. It wasn't like you 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 weren't playing there. Right. You got you were on the field. You played a little bit. Um, and, and I watched several games, and I remember thinking, and I knew I knew about Georgia Southern, and I knew they were like you said, spread option. Mm-hmm. Like 
they, but they were they were run first and probably run second too. Run second and, and, then, and, and then, third. And yeah, and then sometimes third. And fourth option might be to pass. Yeah. Um, but I'd watch games and I'm like, I'm just get Mike the ball. Yeah. You were, you, you were 19 there. I was 82 there. 82. I was 19 I at Nebraska. Oh, that's right. All right. Well, I was yeah. 82 there, but same deal. Yeah. 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 But I I would watch. And I'm like, get 82 the ball. He needs the ball. Mm-hmm. Always. <laughs> yeah. Always. Get Mike the ball. <laughs> this isn't hard. <laughs> this really isn't hard. Um. So from from Georgia Southern, what was your what was your next stop? Like what what happened next for you? Um. So I stayed there a year. Um. Kind of wanted to see how it went. Um. I didn't red shirt. Obviously, I played in. All 12 games, I believe. Mm-hmm. So at the conclusion of that season, um, I kind of talked it over with, with my family, kind of seeing their thoughts. I got their thoughts. I told them that I might want to want to explore other options, um, and then I threw the JUCO thing to them. Um, off off the bat, they weren't all the way behind it. Um, they they kind of listened. They, of course, listened to what I had to say about it, um, and – and credit to them, they support every decision that I make. I'll never be able to appreciate them more. Um, but after I ran it by them um, and 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 told them my comfortability with it, they kind of stood behind me and and was like, "Let's do it. Like whatever you you know, it's your dream. We'll never tell you to stop chasing your dream." And I think that's what drives me the most. So out of out of Georgia mm-hmm. Southern, I transferred there. <clears throat> I transferred to uh, East Mississippi Junior or Community College. It's a JUCO in uh, Scuba, Mississippi, a town of about s- roughly 750 people. <laughs> Is that Scuba? <laughs> scuba. Scuba. Yeah. So last the, chance you yeah, was on there. The nearest Walmart, McDonald's, whatever, was probably 45 minutes. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, it was a it was a it was a mission to Meridian, Mississippi. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I I, I went there in. I want to say June or July of 2017, uh-huh. um, and I stayed until December. So I, I had a lot of credits from Georgia Southern. Um, so I was able to graduate in December. So I was, only, I was only there for six months, but that might have been the hardest six months I have ever done in my entire life. So there's three <laughs> things. There are three things I want to touch on. First, you just said it. A lot of credits came from Georgia Southern. You always have been an excellent student. Mm-hmm. Like. Three point like well above a three point oh. Mm-hmm. I always remember that about Mike. Regardless, high school didn't matter. A, a, an exceptional student, so that's why doors open. Mm-hmm. So if you're young and you're listening, he took care of it in, in the classroom first. He already mm-hmm. said that too. He said that earlier, and I think we may have glossed over it. But he said we handled my business in the school, and then we came up and got ready for war in the afternoon. That's right. Okay, so don't miss that. Yep. The second <laughs> thing was, and I already know the answer, so we can be real quick with it. You wanted to explore the JUCO route because you wanted to bet on yourself. No doubt. Right. You you knew that there were you had more. Absolutely. Of 100%. course. I knew that. Everyone knows that. But I want to make sure that everyone listening understands that as 100%. well. And and like I said, my support system was was uh, out of this world. They stood behind me every step of the way. Um, it was never a question. Their their support never wavered. Um, that includes my mom, dad, um, and extended family as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was never a doubt in my mind that that I could, you know, go on to do whatever it, it was that I wanted to do because they were behind me 100. percent And and I think that is kind of what pushed me to keep keep going and keep going and keep going. So you knew, like, you, that, that's, I love that. That's perfect. We, we'll we'll eventually at the end we'll talk about because Joey knows uh, Pookie, your cousin, and yeah. I know. Me and Kenny were like best friends in high school, so we'll talk about that too. Right. Um, but like, so you went from 
So you didn't have to spend a long time in JUCO, but you said something, and I know it to be true. I wanted to like talk about it. JUCO will like really test you, right? JUCO will test your love for your sport, regardless what it is. And right. Obviously, mine was football, so there was many there was many nights that that I couldn't get sleep, man. That I cried. Um, that I just had to keep my faith in God, and that's the number one person or number one man in my life. Um, which is what keeps me going each and every day. Um, there was many nights, like I said, that I cried and and just was asking why, like, what what is my purpose for being here? Like, am I gonna move on and and go somewhere bigger? Am I gonna stop playing football after this? Um, but at the end of the day, you have to make a decision to keep your faith in God and, and keep trusting the process and know that that as long as you continue to put yourself in the best position as as you can and control what what you can do um you have to be satisfied with the results in the end so i think that's what that's that's the main thing that i took away from juco um that six months like i said it was one of the hardest it was probably the hardest six months that i've ever um had to live um it was just it was it was dorms that were small it was Whatever problem that you can think of, um, you never knew what what you might eat the the night that night that morning whatever. Um, so it was kind of a, it was a struggle, but it was a grind. It was a it was a test of faith. It was a test of grit. Um, and I think you really figure out what type of man you are and what type of man you want to mold yourself to be um, in a situation that that brings that much adversity. Yes, sir. That that's freaking awesome, man. Yeah, God, I love it. Um, we need more mics. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so, like Chris said earlier, you bet on yourself at that point. Um, and, and I feel like from from there, your recruitment was a lot different than it was in high school. Right. Yeah, talk, talk to me about that a little bit and, and kind of go through uh, the options that you had and then why you ultimately chose Nebraska. Okay. Um, so, during the summer at JUCO, Toward the end of the summer, I received my first offer, and this was even before the season, so it was something that was different to me because I had, in high school, I didn't receive an offer till after the season. So <laughs> right. to receive one um, before the season was promising already. So I received my first offer from Liberty, um, mm-hmm. Liberty University is in Lynchburg, Virginia, if you guys don't know. Um, but I received my first offer from there. I didn't receive another one until after the season, so that's, that's kind of where that adversity set in. Um, I think I think it was a test of faith again. It, it, God wanted to see, you know, how hard I would continue to go, even though the results weren't flowing in right right then when I wanted to. Right. Um, Let me stop you right there. You had a you had a pretty good season though, yeah. Yeah, I had yeah. Uh, thirty catches for six hundred sixty nine yards, seven touchdowns. I averaged like twenty three yards yeah. a catch. Um, yeah. But like I said, I think I think me not getting any offers during the season was kind of a test of faith. It wanted me to, uh, it, it it drove me to stay humble and and continue to work towards whatever it was that I wanted to get, and which was that that bigger offer that I wanted. Um, so after the season, I received another offer from Coastal Carolina, which my cousin attended, Laquavis Paul. Um, Quay Paul, as as everybody in Lake City knows, <laughs> yeah. that's my guy. That's, that's my guy. That's my dude, right yeah, there. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> so I went on a visit to Coastal. Um, I enjoyed that visit, obviously. Um, and then <clears throat> I didn't. I started talking to. After that, I started talking to uh, Texas Tech. I don't want to skip this, but I, I received an offer from Kent State as well. I was talking to them every each and every day. Um, I, re- I received. Uh, 
interest from Texas Tech. I was talking to them for a good while. Um, I sent them some film and, and, and this and that, and, and they were talking. It sounded promising. Um, then they kind of, kind of fell off until this was when I talked to them. It was right before our championship game. Our championship game was December 2nd. Um, so I didn't talk to them again until Christmas Day. So they kind of fell off for about three weeks. I was I was off of that topic. So I didn't really um, think anything of that. So when Texas Tech hit me back up, it was on Christmas Day. So I'm thinking to myself, it's about to be a, a great Christmas. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Obviously not a white Christmas because we're in Lake <laughs> City. So we don't get any snow. But uh, <laughs> but when they hit me up, um, it, it sounded promising. They were talking uh good things um but they they kind of slow played it again and then fast forward to january 7th coach frost calls me um he extends an offer to me he's in he's in atlanta at the time he just won coach of the year for ucf they they completed the undefeated season beat auburn um this and that he got the job at nebraska um he calls me he tells me um hey man i need you we we, we got a job to get done so i'm like let's do it coach he, he called me, offered me, um, I post the offer, and then the tension starts. Um, <laughs> so after that, maybe 30 minutes to an hour, I get WKU, Western Kentucky. Um, another one of my, my good good boys, Roger Cray, attended that school. Uh, <laughs> definitely a stud. And he, was my, he, he was my favorite corner I've ever coached in my yes, life. Yes, the, the, the best corner I've ever faced to this day. No doubt. No doubt. People think that's a joke. It's no, not no, a joke. No. Um, I've heard so many people say if that. If you think That's it's a joke, part. I think you should line up in front of them. You'll see what I'm talking about. 100%. Yes. But uh, over that, I got – after that, um, UCLA came calling. Um, obviously, Texas Tech came back. Uh, Texas, Tennessee. And the funny thing about Ooh. Tennessee is they they called me prior to Nebraska offering me, and they offered me, but they wanted me to come in in May. Um, they didn't really have a reason why because I had graduated already. That's weird. With my um, associate's degree from East Mississippi. So I had graduated. I was ready to go, ready to come in right now. So they were kind of slow playing it. And then once they saw the Nebraska offer, um, that's when they kind of wanted to press the gas a little bit and, and kind of get on the get on the train. Right. So I, I have to know. Uh, we know. We know the story, how it was written, but why – um, ultimately, why did you why did you settle on um, Nebraska? Nebraska seemed the most genuine. Um, they were the first school to take first big school, first Power Five to take a chance on me. Yes, sir. And that was my ultimate goal coming out of JUCO. Not not any shade toward the the other schools that offered me WKU, Kent State, um, et cetera. Um, no shade towards them at all. They're great schools. Um, but that was the first big school, which was my ultimate goal. That was my first big school to offer me and take a chance on me. So I wanted to kind of keep that loyalty to them since I had been talking to them and they they, they had been honest with me from the jump. So I, w- I wanted to honor that honesty with, with uh, loyalty, which is something that I'm that I'm very prideful of. Um, so I wanted to honor that and, and keep my promise to them because they told me um, if we extend this offer to you now, we, we it's going to be a fast turnaround. You're going to have to get up here. So they offered me January 7th. I was there January 10th. Had to catch a flight by my own flight. Didn't have a problem with any of that. Um, <laughs> like I said, I had the best support system. They were they were all for it. I didn't even take a visit to Nebraska. I definitely did not know where it was on the map. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think any Floridian would tell you the same, that uh, their geography of, of – 
of Nebraska <laughs> is not up to date. Um, <laughs> but the Midwest, really no reason to go to Nebraska, right? Yeah, no, no. no other I mean, than to go to the University football. of yeah, for yeah. sure. If you if you play football from Nebraska, you're basically an NFL player in that state. Yes, <laughs> so that's right. how that goes. So let me ask you a question too. Um, this is, and then we'll we'll get to like what you what you're doing now. Um, Scott Frost, right? So he was at Nebraska. Was he at any of those UCF camps that we had, or was it was it still? Um, dang, what was O'Leary? O'Leary. Yeah. O'Leary. O'Leary. I, th- I don't. I think Frost might have been there because a lot of the staff remembered our yeah. school when I told them Columbia. They knew. Oh, y'all were the team that got in the fight. <laughs> right, you know I've told what I'm that story a few times. <laughs> I'm glad I finally got somebody. Yeah, to like I, I'm vouching it. for you. I'm vouching for oh you. Oh so, my god. Yeah, y'all were the team that got in the fight every year. Every that's year. how they knew Columbia. Every game, <laughs> y'all brought it. We were the ones. Yeah. Okay. I think I think Coach Frost was there. I can't remember because um, Zedrick. No, it, he had to have been there mm-hmm. because Red was. Um, Red was he had to work out for O'Leary right. after we had like already practiced all day long. Mm-hmm. I remember like BA and Dawson giving him hell. So two high school coaches are giving a a college head coach hell because they're making our kid work out. And like, dude, you just watched him for five games. Right. Why are you gonna make this guy work out? Right. He worked out anyways, got the offer, ultimately went to Ole Miss. But Frost was there, and I think he took most of the staff from UCF to Nebraska. Yep. So that would make sense why. We weren't allowed to practice anywhere other than inside. Mm-hmm. We, got, we got so many fights. I said, no, y'all yeah. have to practice in the indoor. Where, <laughs> where everybody our, can see you. Yeah, where everybody can see you. All, all the GAs are to help break it up. Yeah, so that's a true story. <laughs> we we, we couldn't Columbia. go anywhere. Couldn't take that Columbia team anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so after Nebraska, so you, so you want to talk about some of your time at Nebraska? I mean, because, like, that's, you so, know, you, you, you chose them and – yeah, so my my one question about Nebraska, I probably have a couple, but the the first one I'll start with is, you know, Nebraska football fans. You said it earlier, like you you play football in Nebraska, it's like an NFL team. There's nothing else in Nebraska. Yeah, you're, you're the 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 fans in Nebraska. They basically worship the ground you walk on as a as a football player, as an athlete. But um, I think what's th- that that fan base in Lincoln is is like no other that I've ever seen. Um, and I've seen quite a few. I've I've been to Auburn games. I've been to Flor- uh, UF games, Florida State, obviously. Um, and it, it's just something that's unique that I've never seen before. <clears throat> to to sell out three hundred and sixty five times in a row, right. three hundred and sixty five home games that's is unreal. Crazy. It's unreal. It's 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 just like a testament to uh, the loyalty of that fan base, like. Regardless of how good they are, um, they're still coming to the games, and they may on Twitter say that they're not. But <laughs> reality, you're we know be, how that is. Yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah. be in in Lincoln Memorial Stadium <laughs> on Saturday at 11 a.m. If it's an 11 a.m. game, right? You're tailgating at 6 a.m. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ohio State comes to town, you're tailgating. Period. And you're gonna be at the game. So I think that's what stood out to me about about that fan base. They they were supporting. Um, regardless of of win or loss, um, and the the thing that another thing that stood out is they were always behind the players. So yeah. um, it may be a player's fault or whatever the case may be, but they were always for the players, and that's what uh, that's another thing that stood out to me about that that city. No, so <coughs> so you talk about the fan base and the support of like the Nebraska fans. 
what was your time like there as a as a player? Like, I know you're going to be delicate here, and and, and I I respect that. <clears throat> but like, what was your time there? Like, um, you know, as an athlete, um, it was up and down, but I think the time at JUCO prepared me for it. Um, it was like I said, it was a roller coaster at Nebraska. Um, the time spent there and the friends that I made, I've, I'll, I'll always cherish and and be thankful for. Um, football obviously didn't go as as I wanted it to or as I had planned. Right. Um, my first spring there, I came in as a slot, which is my primary position. Um, but I was asked to move to outside receiver because I was one of the few that knew uh, all four wide receiver positions. Right. So. Um, many people may not know that, but <clears throat> I was one of the few, like I said, one of the few that knew every single play, every single um, <laughs> detail to each play. So I kind of took that um, with, a, I mean, you can take it how you want, but uh, that's that's kind of how my journey went. I didn't really have the stats that I wanted, um, but I was always a, I've always been a selfless person. So um, I'll never tell a coach what like what would I look like telling them no I won't play outside you right. know if, if there's a starting um position out there for me then why not right you know what I'm saying but um stat wise it didn't go as I planned but I made some relationships I built some relationships that I'll always cherish um forever thankful for the opportunity from the coaches the staff the the university itself um and I met some people out there that I'll that I'll never forget um in the midwest is very unique because um down south it's 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 more I don't know how to how to really word it but you can't really have a conversation with someone you never met as easy as you can have a conversation in the Midwest with someone you've never met yeah you know what I'm saying like it's it's just a natural type of thing that they do up there that's it's just it's it feels welcoming you know what I'm saying right um and and it's not as it's not as much in the south right because I don't I'm I'm really don't know the reason but it's a cultural difference. <laughs> yeah, it's I just agree. a it's, it's just it's just a cultural difference like different. you said. It's yeah, it's different. different. Yeah. Um but like I said, going up there the first the first day that I got up there, um we went to it was me and two other teammates. We went to uh Raising Canes, the the <laughs> yeah. chicken place. Chicken place, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh before I had even stepped on a field, it was there was three or four fans that noticed us by face. So that's and, amazing. And and to be up there and I have a video of it. Um, but to be up there and to be noticed and to be recognized and to be uh, approached in such a like nice manner, you know, it's different coming from Florida, North yeah. Florida, to be exact. <laughs> 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 coming from North Florida. But uh, man, it was just a, just a, a sense of welcome and and like um people who were actually happy for me to be there and be around and yeah it was just it was just a nice experience you know makes you feel good yeah yeah feel good experience so i mean that pretty much puts a bow on like your time at nebraska right mm-hmm. um so like from there like do you want do you you tell me do you want to transition to like what you're doing now i know you i know you had like a little stint where you coached a little bit do mm-hmm. you want to go do you want to go there now um so i'll start uh I'll start at my life directly after Nebraska. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I graduated Nebraska May of 2020. Um, I moved back home to Florida. I didn't move back to Lake City. I moved to Tampa um, with family. Um, and I did my pro day in Nebraska on March. I'm not exactly sure of the day, 
Um, but I did my, my pro day in March. I had some solid numbers. Um, mm-hmm. I was getting some attention. Um, I actually had a, I had a workout set up with the Los Angeles Rams for um, the summertime. And two days before I was supposed to go out to L.A., um, that's when COVID hit and yeah. they shut oh. everything down. So it was kind no. of a, yeah, it was kind of a tragedy, man. I was, I was, I was crushed. I'm not going to lie. This was, this was when, this was before um, my faith was as strong as it is today. Like um, that, that really kind of broke me yeah. and that put me in, in a state that I had never been in before. Um, so it was new. To, it was a new form of adversity. I actually went into um, like a state of depression, and a lot of people don't know that. Um, I was dep- like I couldn't eat, I couldn't drink, I couldn't really, you know, I really didn't have a drive to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, my love for football was still there, but that was, I, I think I got caught up in letting football define me. Right, and and that's where a lot of players get uh, caught up, and 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 a lot of things go wrong. You know. When you let one thing define define you or one person or you look for, say, a person to be your only happiness, say you're in a relationship and your significant other is your only form of happiness. Um, if they were to leave your life, you would you would go into like like shock almost. Like right. You don't know how to live without that person because right. that's your source of happiness. And that's what football was to me. Um I was I really didn't know how to live without football. Um I had no idea what else I wanted to do. Um and that's kind of where I had to take a step back and and really uh open open myself up to God and open my heart up to God and let him, you know, kind of take over and 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 live through me. Um and that's that's really where uh my faith grew stronger. Um obviously it didn't happen that year. It's not happening right now, but um, I still am chasing my dream um, for those wondering. Um, but that that time in 2020, man, that summer all the way up until I don't know exactly when, but I was I was going through I was going through it, man. I was it was days that I would just cry like I was just cry yeah. like it was nothing that I wanted to do but cry and just ask why and yeah. like why am I not where I want to be? Like I think the social media thing um uh-huh. is kind of what drives younger people to feel like they need to be at the top right now like right. And, 100%. and and that's where that's where people need to uh separate themselves from and me I'm not perfect at all um but <laughs> me as well um to take a step away from the social media thing and and know that the things that you see on social media is not reality at all that's fake life right who would like who's gonna post the bad things in their life? You know nobody, what I'm nobody, nobody would ever do that. No. So uh, the celebrities that you see, everybody posting, you got to know that deep down, like everything is not all peaches and cream. Um, so not to get off topic or anything, but no, 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 I love it, bro. That's but, what I want. That's all I'm looking for. Genuine. Yeah, like I said, man, I was I I went through a state of depression and and I didn't believe that it was real before that until yeah, yeah. until I actually went through it. Right. Um it's actually like it's it's a humbling I don't want to say experience cuz I, I guess I can say Oh, experience. it's an experience. I've been there. Yeah, it, it, it's tough, man, but but once <laughs> you climb out of that hole and you yes, kind of reflect and see that wow, I'm on the other side. It's kind of like a sense of like comfort and yeah. you, you know like you you just feel like 
you have like a different sense of purpose, mm-hmm. right? And then like you know, you know who was in your corner mm-hmm. in that moment too. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like enlightening, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> I've, I've never really shared that either, but yeah, I've been there, done that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, something and you have to you have to work through it. You have to grind through it. It's and it's it is it is extremely difficult. And what you you said a mouthful when you said like there cannot be one thing, and I totally agree. There should not be. I guess it can happen. If you if you can't avoid it, there should not be one thing that is all of your happiness. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Because Absolutely. if it is taken away, if it is removed, then then you're stuck, exactly. and then you are in like that pit, mm-hmm. right? You have to have different avenues of of like self worth and happiness, happiness and and, yep. and things of those like of that nature, so that when that when it does get removed, you're okay. Yeah, it's okay. I'm gonna live. Yeah, we'll like, be all right. I'm gonna take it one day yeah, at a time, we'll and be I'm all gonna right. figure we'll it persevere. out. Yep. Yeah. So I, I, it's crazy to me that, you know, I, like I said, I, I haven't known you for very long, but you always seem like a happy-go-lucky guy. Like mm-hmm. you, you always got a smile on your face, you know, that kind of stuff. But you, you never know what someone's really dealing with. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. especially for somebody like yourself who you said, I mean, those people idolized you. Like you were looked up to by, by thousands and thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they have no idea what you're going through on the inside. You know what exactly. I mean? And then, you, you know, just to, to see somebody like you and, and then for you to be able to talk about it and, and openly say, you know, this is this is where I am and mm-hmm. and you know, I, I it grew my faith in God and that kind of stuff like that is so is so great to hear that, that you're able to talk about it and you're you're willing to talk about it. I, I love it, man. I'm I'm glad you're uh I'm I'm glad your faith is is as strong as it is. No doubt. And uh yeah, I'm 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 excited <laughs> for the for the future for you. I I am a hundred percent certain that no matter where you go, whether it's a football field or, or coaching or, or whatever you do in life, man, I, I have zero doubt that you're gonna you're gonna succeed at it. I, I'm I'm certain of that. No doubt. I think it goes back to your foundation, <clears throat> like how you were raised, how you were brought up, yep. your infrastructure of like people, your support system. You've 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 alluded alluded to like countless times, which I so I respect that so much. Your like morals, your values, everything, all the work that you understand, like that's how it's built you've seen mm-hmm. like you've got to hey, like go experience it so regardless what you choose to do what you choose to focus on that like you'll be successful Absolutely. it doesn't it truly doesn't matter it's whatever whatever makes mike happy no i think doubt. i think that's the message like i think that's something like everyone can take from it is like you said there's no fear of failure because you know you've studied for that test mm-hmm. Like you've done you've done the work. Like nobody's ever gone into a test that they studied for nervous. Yep. You only study for the you only get nervous for the test you didn't, didn't study, study for. for absolutely. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mike, after uh, after your time at Nebraska, you you mentioned off air that you uh, you got into coaching a little bit. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Um, so I was coaching at a Division three school in in Decorah, Iowa, which is another small town. Um, <laughs> kind of used to that. Yeah, I was gonna say you like the small towns. Yeah, huh? I'm a small town boy, man. I'm a simple man. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think I'm a simple man. I like. But it. Uh, that town was maybe like seven thousand people. Um, the the school was Luther College, um, and it was different seeing it from a coaching perspective. Um, basically, just seeing like you tell a player to do something and then they get up to the rep and still don't do it after yeah. you just explain exactly how to do it. Uh-huh. How'd um, you like that? I think it <laughs> it tests it tests your patience a lot. Oh yeah. Um it teaches you patience. Um so that's kind of something <laughs> that, that I had to learn uh huh. to not get so frustrated because I'm not actually on the field. Um yeah. 
hands would kind of sweat a lot because I, you know, I wanted to be <laughs> yeah, that's like natural I, reaction. Yeah. Like do what I just said to do, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the bad part for you is you could actually get out there and probably do it better than right. Me. Yeah. Like it's it, <laughs> no, that was I not probably that at was, that time, especially that most was, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was another thing, but. It was it was definitely a, a good experience to see it from um, the coaching perspective, um, to see what my coaches maybe went through um, at some point. I try to do things the right way, but we all mess up, man. You know, but it was a good experience for sure. I definitely I definitely want to do that um, when my football career concludes for sure. Well, you let me know. I think I think he may be swinging out of the league here. He may be going. Uh a little bit further than, than I could help you, but, dude, you're an asset regardless of where you go. So let, let me know when you decide to do that. But speaking of that, before we do that, you you said earlier you're still chasing your dream. No doubt. Like what, um, you know, like you, you can share as much as you want to on there. You you, you shared some with us. But, like, what what does that look like for you right now? Um, So it's, it's, it's like I said, I'd like to th- take things one day at a time. So um, I'm controlling what I can control. I'm, I'm staying ready. Um, I've been in contact with some people. There are some new new things, new opportunities that are opening for me. Um, there are some new leagues that are opening up. Um, I may get some opportunity that, opportunities at some leagues that have already established themselves. But like I said, the, the, the dream is definitely still alive. Um, I'm chasing it one day at a time. Um, and as long as, as, as my feet move left to right, um, I'm gonna continue to chase my dream until until I fulfilled every every uh, everything that I want to f- fulfill. Take care of my family. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, Joey. Um, personal personal note here. Mike uh, Mike Mike helped help my my youngin out a little bit uh, during Christmas break, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I know I know Benton really looks up to Mike a lot actually. And uh, when he when I told him he was coming tonight, he, he was trying to not not be real giddy and act like a little schoolgirl. But uh, you could tell he was like, I'm, I can't wait to go out there and talk to him. And then when he came out, he tried to play all cool. He was like, "What's up?" Like, yeah, he's trying to act like. Yeah, he's, he's trying a, to be all cool. And <laughs> he's trying to big dog me. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <clears throat> no, Benton, Benton really enjoyed uh, enjoyed having you out out there and working with him and and all that and you know, just being able to give back to the community like that. I mean it. Mike Mike knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know he, when he told me how much he was going to charge for 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 each session, I was like, well, you could probably go double, maybe triple that if you really <laughs> wanted to, right? <laughs> for sure. And uh, I, I can tell you, I would have paid it because just the just the you know the, the whatever it was three four weeks that you were in town, mm-hmm. um, e- each time he was with him, it was you could tell that he was. I, I'm almost positive that Mike made him fall more in love with football, and I wasn't sure that was possible. Like just seeing seeing somebody that that now he knows and 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 talks to you know was it twice a week that y'all were doing it mm-hmm. twice a week that that got to that point that he wants to get to because I mean ultimately that's his goal too is to get to that that level, um, but to see that he's able to do it and and to be as humble as Mike is and uh, and and all that like you could tell Benton it. it sent him to the next level so i appreciate you personally no doubt for taking the time out and uh and working with the youth of the community for a, basically nothing no doubt and um funny thing funny story about me and benton um the first day that that we got out there uh i gave him a nickname and uh he'll he'll vouch for this but i called him cooper pup yeah <laughs> so like cooper cup but a little puppy version of yeah cooper <laughs> you know what i'm saying um but i, I actually sent a clip of 
of Benton to my uncle, which is um, he coaches for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I just wanted to get his thoughts and kind of show Benton that, hey, man, it's 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 real. It's you could do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and kind of wanted to give him that that reassurance. So when I sent that tape or that clip to my uncle. Um, I was like, this is a, what is he, a freshman? He's a freshman. He's a freshman. He's right, a freshman. Yeah. Um, I said, he's a high school freshman. What do, what do you think about this clip? And my uncle, like the way he responds, he said not too shabby, but that means, and that means to him, that means good. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you know him, you know that that means good. <laughs> so he's like, that's not too shabby for the young whippersnapper. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Ben, look, I'm showing you this because, you know, you let's do it. You know, yeah. let's, if you're going to do this thing, you let's take it all the way. And that's kind of how I approach everything. Once I start something, um, I kind of want to give it everything that I got. Um, but it was definitely a cool experience to give back to the youth and, and come back and train these boys down here. And, and I know that we got some talent for the years to come. Mike, man, I don't, I don't really know how to put this in words. But, man, I really, really appreciate it. From, the, from all of us on the front porch, um, honored honored and privileged to have uh be able to talk with you this long i know our listeners are absolutely gonna love this yes sir um i loved you as a player but man i uh this is next level this is different different i i have a new appreciation um for 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 mike um than than i did before which i thought would be hard to do so (laughs) so i so i appreciate you you guys eat this up man um, there's a lot of knowledge here, a lot of knowledge and wisdom from a young man. So, um, sitters, uh, Joey, I don't know. You have to close it out because I, I, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss, honestly. Yeah. Mike, like, like Chris said, we appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, insightful, genuine, perfect. A great interview. Probably, probably one of my favorite. not probably, it is one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. And uh, I have a brother and a, and a nephew that was on here. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that has to say something. No doubt. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be it for tonight, Sitters. Uh, this has been Joey Edge along with Chris Martinez and our guest, Mike Williams. See you next time, Sitters. I'm from the pit, not the palace. I'm kind of stylish. Lifestyle lavish. Jump in the coupe with no mileage. Run it. Style it. I'm from the pit, not the palace. I got to run it. Style it. Hit on the gas, make it growl it. Jump in the coupe with no mileage. Came from the struggle. I had to hustle, get out the muscle, this is no tussle, I don't gotta touch it, I get the beat, I make it bubble, this is tough, fresh out of payment, they bring the pain, I bring the payment, throw in the hate, this in the rain, man, I'm from the pit, not the palace, I'm kinda stylish, lifestyle lavish, jump in the coupe with no mileage, run it, style it, I'm from the pit, not the palace, I gotta run it, style it Hit on the gas, make it growl it Jump in the coupe with no mileage Hey, hey, B-Man You had them three little boys And God just gave you another son, man You've been out the game for over a year You put up big numbers But you know the greatest number Is loving them